Creepy Camper Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Creepy Camper Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, here with my co-host, Kimmy. Hi, everyone. (laughs) And thank you so much for listening to our very first episode. And uh, how are you doing this week, Kimmy? Well, since you can't see me, listeners out there, I am finger gunning to the sky because this is super exciting um i am doing great um i'm trying to think (laughs) my house is currently pure chaos because i have a lot of potter decor out harry potter stuff and the collection i have gathered for it over the years is much larger than i remember (laughs) So, <laughs> yeah, you don't realize how much stuff you have until you pull things out of storage. No, it it's been beautiful and chaotic all at the same time, but I've loved it, and my rabbit has also loved it. So, just nice. like getting into spooky season mode has. I mean, we're almost there. You we're know, so close. We're we're when so... this episode comes out, it's going to be September, which is basically October. I, I can um, feel the cardigans in my s- closet, <laughs> and I can taste the pumpkin on my tongue, and we are so close. <laughs> well, what about you, Ryan? You want to tell me how you're doing this week? Yeah, I'm having a great week. Um, well, hell yeah. I mean, I could say it's a great week uh, because this is the first episode of Creepy Camper we're recording, and I'm very excited about this. Um if you're listening to this, uh, there's a good chance you came from our show, Alluring, um, or you're a new listener. Hello. Either way. Um, so, yeah, I guess this is as good as time as any to say that welcome to the Alluring Network, um, which is, yeah, which is going to be a collection of shows um, beyond our flagship show, Alluring. Um, and on this show, Creepy Camper, we'll be discussing stories, legends, and anything else a little too scary to go on our show, Alluring. Um, <laughs> and today's episode is a little bit of a treat because we have a bunch of fan-submitted episodes that we got to our Alluring, um, which, again, some of them are a little too scary to go on Alluring. And we're going to talk about them today. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Um, so we did this because fun fact, I like the spooky. I love the spooky, but I can't mm-hmm. handle the spooky. Yep. And then Ryan was like, Hey, why don't I host a spooky? And I was like, You should. That sounds like a great idea. And then he was like, So when are we recording the spooky? And I was like, <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we're actually we're actually doing it. And I was like, "You want me part of the spooky?" <laughs> so I have tried to avoid this terrifying nightmare, and now I am being thrown into it because of our <laughs> lovely fans. 
Oh, Lord. Nervous laughing. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, get into the show. Gather around the campfire, everybody. Um, a couple warnings for this episode include um, child ghosts and talks of mental hospitals. You have been warned. Our first story is submitted by Mr. Grimm. This is called the Taunton State Hospital. A group of four young adults and I, varying from ages 19 to 25, would visit the abandoned portion of the Taunton State Hospital before it was torn down to rubble. With well over 50 visits at this point, I think we spent the entire summer going there right after work. It was maybe 15 minutes out and that was walking distance. I'd say the last three times we had snuck in is when we encountered the most. All three times were at night. Around 11.30. But the one that makes this worth telling was the final visit. Not by intention, but by force. There was no way any of us would return after what we saw. To best describe Taunton State Hospital, I think 10 fairly large buildings in an open field with painfully narrow walkways between each building. Each building served a different purpose, but for the sake of this particular event, we'll focus on the building that matters, admissions. We had explored this portion at least a dozen times, mostly kept it as our rendezvous if necessary, but after so many visits, we failed to notice a gated and fenced off door, chain link from floor to ceiling. No, you don't fail yeah. to notice that. <laughs> I am, I'm intervening because after 50 visits, <laughs> then this is the one that's the last straw. And then you're like, there was a gated and fenced off door, chain link, floor to ceiling. Nah, chief. That's a yeah. negative for me. That's a negative ghost rider. That's a we're not entering situation. So I already you, don't like yeah, this. I disagree. If you see a fenced and chained <laughs> off building, um, that's kind of an invitation to go. <sighs> okay. So, with a heavily locked gate, this entire setup was neatly tucked behind the admissions office. It led to the basement portion of the building. We eventually got through the gate and had to use bolt cutters to snip the three padlocks. One padlock on the bottom, very easy to access. One padlock halfway up the fence itself, and a final padlock on the top, almost to the ceiling. No. No. I recall needing a boost from my friend Nick to reach it, even with the cutters. So after a struggle bus, we open the gate to a set of cement stairs that lead down. All five of us in a single file start our advance. We get to the bottom to see that the basement seemingly goes on for miles, like larger than the building itself. That just sounds like D&D &D and we're going to be attacked. <laughs> the never-ending hallway. Oh, I don't like it. So, being adventurous, naive, foolish young adults, we press through the darkness with excitement, borderline giggling the entire way, until one of the group members, Katie, felt her hair tugged. Her and I immediately assumed it was Nick out of everyone. He had a rather large interest in her. The other two fellas, Wayne and Donald, wouldn't have wasted their time. 
Is she a bro Classic hopper? Nick. <laughs> Is that why they say that? No shame, no shame. <laughs> no shame. Love is After, love. <laughs> love is love. After minutes of convincing everyone we should just move on, we continue through the corridor, finally hitting the end after about 35 minutes of walking. We see bloodstains all over the wall at the end, from side to side, top to bottom, like someone made a twisted art project. I, I got <laughs> so sick to my stomach. Katie's hair is tugged again, this time more aggressively, and I was able to see it with my own eyes. Due to keeping my flashlight on her, she was in the middle of the group, so we kept an eye on her. Her hair was violently tugged, enough for me to see it pulled backwards. After verifying it wasn't something human that performed this act, we started to dip out of there, but as soon as we turned around, every source of light were snuffed out. Lighters, cell phones, flashlights, all dead. The sprint had begun. All five of us scattered in a narrow hallway. About halfway through, at least I think we were about halfway there, I saw a doorway with a sliver of light radiating from the crack at the bottom. Katie fell over, and I thought for sure Nick would turn around for her, be her hero as the guy trying to date her. (laughs) But he did not turn around. He didn't even notice she fell. Again, classic Nick. Classic Nick. Classic Nick. That's too much of a commitment right there. (laughs) (laughs) Donald and Wayne were already at the door, being physically dominant over the rest of the group. So I turned around, ran at full speed towards Katie, slid to the ground to grab her. Once we obtained proper footing, I looked behind us. And at that moment, that solidifies this story. Dozens, if not hundreds, of darker than pitch black figures screeching a sound that was similar to the white noise we had used to hear when we accidentally switched the channels on old school tube televisions. No. I, I, I feel so gross right now. Voidwalkers is what I've decided to call them. I haven't seen anything darker to this day. They chased us as we ran away. Once we reached the door, it was like every bit of that energy vanished, as if they couldn't leave the basement. Our typical 15-minute walk went down to 3 minutes due to us sprinting instead. Katie decided to stay at our place for weeks. Her and I shared a couch, terrified to sleep alone. To this day, it's incredibly bothersome, almost 10 years later. And that was the Taunton State Hospital. Fucking void walkers? That's a great name. I'm sorry. <laughs> nope. Nope, nope. Nobody, nope, nope. Nope, nope. <laughs> to all of that. And, but I do want to say kudos for helping your friend that fell over. Because that that is true heroism. <laughs> yeah, good job, Mr. Grimm. Uh, don't leave your friends in the basement of asylums that's uh that's pretty messed up yeah no nah. also looking if you're... at you nick <laughs> nick classic nick is that what you're gonna classic call nick. it <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think now that kimmy is nice and uncomfortable we're gonna move on to our second story so first i have to give the background about the story 
So, the lost children of the Alleghenies were two missing brothers from the Pavia, Pennsylvania in 1856. Joseph and George Cox were known through the Allegheny Mountains as the lost children of the Alleghenies. George and Joseph Cox, then aged seven and five, respectively, disappeared from their home in Pavia, Pennsylvania on April 24, 1856. A local farmer, Jacob Dybert, heard about the missing children and remarked to his wife that he wished to be able to dream of the boy's location. On May 2, 1856, he had a dream in which he walked a path through the woods past a dead deer, a child's shoe, and a fallen birch tree, eventually coming to the corpse of a birch tree in a small ravine. Here he found the bodies of the Cox boys. My heart right there. I can't even. Oh, like, oh, I'm sorry. That, I, I've had vision dreams before. It's just so emotional. Wow, okay. Their dead bodies were found several days later in the surrounding woods, and they were buried in the Mountain United Methodist Church Cemetery in nearby Lincoln Township. There is a small memorial to them at the Spruce Hollow Forest in Blue Knob State Park, Pennsylvania. So, I lived across the street from this mountain to these young boys for about eight years, a small town named Frigid in the mountains of Pennsylvania. I have been to the monument and seen where the boys had perished. Nothing too special about it. The story takes place in April 2008, still cold and snowing here in Pennsylvania. I was working second shift at the time, which was 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. I was working a lot of overtime at the time from 2 p.m. to 2 a.m. I lived about 25 minutes from my job. From my job to my house were a lot of winding back roads that led to the top of the mountain. The mountain is the highest skiable mountain in Pennsylvania. I'm just gonna be like, the thing is, I, I, was at, I was in Pennsylvania just for a minute, way back in the day. And there's like, I was in Pennsylvania during the winter and there's like something that just kind of feels a little off when you go in the more like deserted areas and I can't like explain it. <laughs> and I'm mm. wondering if it's cause we were, I was close to this location. And Maybe. that's what makes this like feel like very familiar. You know what I mean? Mm. Perhaps you've seen them. Oh, stop. <laughs> so once you reach the top of the mountain, it was about five miles across the mountain to my house. Along the road were farms with open fields bordered by dense woods. At one point in the road, the trees feel like they're creating a tunnel that after a mile or so opens back up to cornfields on either side with a lone church in the distance. As I approached the field, I had been working a lot and it was 2.25 a.m. I noticed two small boys walking alongside of the road with their heads down, my side of the road, dressed in all black, never looked up to look where they were going. I slowed as I passed them, never for them to look up to see or even look for oncoming vehicles. These were small children, maybe five to seven years old, walking in the dead of the night in cold and snowy April weather. I lost my breath for a second, realizing that I had just seen Joseph and George Cox, the lost boys of the Alleghenies. I drive home, which is less than a mile from the sighting. In a panic, I wake up my wife to tell her she was not amused by me waking her up at 2.30 a.m. 
I wouldn't be. I would be like, stop. Everything you're doing, write it down. Tell me in the morning. <laughs> I have told this story many times and it never changes. My first and only paranormal experience. I lived there for another five years, never to have anything like that happen again. I did change shifts shortly after. I wasn't traveling that route all the time. Thank you. Again, that was our friend Jay from the Project Skeptic Podcast. That's like the most classic like horror movie scene you can like imagine. Like driving 2 a.m. in the snow and there's just like all of a sudden like kids in the road, you know? That's like intro scene, you know? Yeah, like straight be- up. Before the credits, but like thankfully, <laughs> Jay, yeah. Jay survived it, right? Yeah, Jay narrowly avoided being in a horror movie. Yeah, just barely, barely yeah. skipped the cutscene to the title. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also, there is something weird about working the night shift. Oh yeah. Like, have you ever had to do a night shift? Yeah, my uh, the job I'm at now. When I first started, I worked till midnight. Yeah, it was, it was always very ornery driving home. Yeah. On like, I feel like all the street lights are dimmer and like it was it was always creepy. Alrighty, everybody. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you would like to hear your story read, email stories to creepycamperpod at gmail dot com, or join our Discord, which the link can be found on our website alluring dot com. All right, campers, that's it for this week's stories. We'll see you next time for more stories around our campfire. Stay creepy. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Creepy Camper Podcast. Intro music from Bad Wabbits and background music by Vivek Abhishek. Stay creepy, everybody.